0: This is a Hot Pie Original. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amy Edwards. And today, it's just a series of badass people on this show. I tell you what, Kelly Tennant is joining today. And she goes by Kelly M. Tennant, K-E-L-L-I-M-T-E-N-N-A-N-T on Instagram. And she is a... It's fucking so good. You guys, I'm so excited to share this conversation. And it seems like a lot of people that are coming on this show are in these like transformative times in their life. And it's so cool to like, tap in with them, even when they're, you know, well-known, or maybe you know their story, they're in these transformative moments. And that's what it's all about. Like, how are we allowing and growing? That's why we're here. And to do it together and get vulnerable and all grow together. And at least that's my whole message. Like, how can we get more rocking? So, so, so very stoked that you're here. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, please do. It's at amyedwards.com comes to you once a week, and I'm trying to include more in there every week. And I just want to also ask you, if you enjoy these shows, please rate, review, subscribe, share with a friend. All those things are awesome and matter so much. And know that from deep in my heart, I'm super, super grateful. If you want to connect with me personally, too, I'm at Real Amy Edwards on Instagram or Twitter, and I am available via email as well. Amy at com. So so excited to get to the show today with Kelly Tennant in just a few minutes. Let's do it. All right. Here we are started. I'm like fondling. Yeah, I just used that word. This amethyst that um, oh, who gave me this? Um Adrian Jesnik gave me this, and w- on our episode, and uh, which is phenomenal. She's the one with the cold plunge, deliberate cold exposure. Definitely listen to that if you haven't. But I'm just feeling it. Amethysts are about transformation, and uh, I'm, I, I love having it here. I've been into purple lately. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. I'm just telling you what I'm holding in my hand, and it just feels good. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, I wanted to talk today about uh, this day I had like, I think it was just the other day. And I had a day where I was like on fire. I was just like, so inspired all day. And I got things done. I was like sharing memes with people, you know, that were like, lighting a fucking fire. They were so inspiring. Justin and I were going back and forth with like inspiring stuff. And I don't know. I just, I don't know what exactly triggered it. Uh, We we had sex in the morning that could have helped. So (laughs) maybe that helps. And whatever it was, things were just felt aligned and it just felt good. And I was really just wrapped up in my inspiration for the day and how good I felt and what I got done and how I just felt like I could light the world on fire and listening to really inspiring stuff. And he was too. And we both just at the end of the day, were like, God, today was great. You know, we texted back and forth and we were like, I felt so inspired. And he was like, me too. And I was like, and then I had this weird, like fear crop in like, Every day's not like this. And I know we have to have the highs and the lows, right? To appreciate each. But I guess I just sort of had this sense like, why can't it be like this? Why not? Why can't I feel this good and inspired? And I'm, I'm not saying like, we're all always going to be there, but I guess I am saying like, can't we channel that energy more and train ourselves? to feel more on fire. And as I was prepping for Kelly today, I was just taken with the name of her production company that she co-owns. It's Soulfire Productions. And I was like, fuck yeah, Soul Fire. <clears throat> and it just made me think, are you on fire? Like, are we on fire with whatever we're doing all the time? How on fire are you? How on fire are you? Are you lukewarm? Are you tepid? Are you cold? (laughs) Mm. I did just talk about deliberate cold exposure, but she's on fire for the cold. (laughs) Um, I guess the question is, if you're not, why not? Do you want to be on fire? You're here right now, which leads me to believe that you want to be on fire, that you feel like there's fire for something. You know, how do you get there? Like, how do I get more on fire? But let this help light a fire under you. Because I think every day can be inspiring. Every day we can find that truth. Every day we can dig a little deeper and let it out. Every day we can stoke that flame to keep that going. And, you know, just... Just because we have one day where we're high on the fire and high on the inspiration, we can carry that forward. I believe that we can train ourselves to keep going in that vein instead of saying, but every day can't be like that. Yeah, I was inspired yesterday. I was on fire. I was on fucking fire. That was nice. But I can't expect that every day. Fuck. Why not? Why not? Why can't we get rid of the excuses and Really go there, just fucking get on fire every single day. So that happened the other day. And then today I was like, oh gosh, I felt some pressure. Like, can I really bring that again? But you know what I did? But I caught myself. I started scrolling my phone and I was like, this is not on fire behavior. That's <laughs> I was scrolling. I was like, this is not, this is not where it's at if I want to be on fire. Yes. I do like to find some, you know, memes and inspiring content. Yes. And I did actually today, I read a speech that did light a fire in me. I read a speech. I heard a speech from a guy that I, then I was like, Hey, be a guest on my show. He said, yes, it just aligned. And I'm so stoked. So he'll be here in a couple of weeks. Um, but anyway, If you're scrolling, what are you really doing in that moment? You're not lighting a fire. You're not stoking that flame. So I just, I guess the message is, is your life on fire? And if not, why not? And what are you actually doing to fucking stoke that flame? Are you on fire for what you're doing? Can you sit still for a minute? (sighs) Let your breath like get that flame bigger, tune into that spark and see what's happening there. Where is that spark? Where's that? So I'm just going to keep with this metaphor. Where's that smoke going? You know, where like, what way does it blow for you for that flow of where you really want to be and what gets you excited? What gets you pumped up? What gets you inspired? And I think that no matter what you're doing, it doesn't matter. Are you in a nine to five? How can you still light that fire to be the best to you in whatever situation arises? And that's what we're in training for really to be the best you in whatever situation and also tune in to consistently get more aligned with the situations that serve you best. where you are not forcing it where you're not being something you don't want to be. Where you're really aligned, because that's where your flame's gonna rise higher. <laughs> so let's talk to Kelly of Soulfire Productions. She is such a fucking badass. I am so stoked that she's here today because she shares very, very candidly, openly, honestly. And I'm just constantly impressed with these people that bring it and just answer super open and super honest. And if that's a trend that we have going on in the world, then yes to it. Let's all do it more because that can only help us elevate higher and get more rocking, more honest, more close, more intimate, just better all the way around. And in turn, we feel more joy and more aligned with that fire, right? What sets your soul on fire? So I am so excited to uh, bring her today. She is an incredible woman and podcaster, extremely experienced um, in speaking her story. And she has a really varied and interesting story about from her time on ESPN as a TV host, to her time as an athlete, to chronic illness, to her mother's death, and now to her own transformations in her life. And how her mother's death and the death of her sweet puppy, Remy, and how those have changed and transformed her into who she is and what she's going through right now. Cannot wait for you to hear everything that she has to say. So let's start jumping into that. Remember that you can find her at soulfireproductionsco.com or at KellyTennant.com. That's Kelly with an I and Tenant with two Ns, or Kelly M Tennant at Kelly M Tennant on Instagram. And so I'm just so stoked to share this conversation. Big, big thanks to her. And stick around to the end when I just touch on a few things that came up for her for us during the conversation for us. I mean me and you for me. <laughs> during the conversation. So thank you to Kelly. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, if you watch these shows... You probably noticed that I'm always drinking something. And I'm so excited to share with you today what I'm drinking because it's one of my favorite products and it's from Sovereignty. So Sovereignty is such a badass company. They create supplements that are game changers. They'll take your workout to the next level. They'll make your to do list easier and they can help you fall asleep, which I am a huge proponent of sleep. So we have a discount code for it. Stick around for a moment and let me tell you a little bit about this. So, first of all, is the one that I drink pretty much every single episode. It's called Purpose Plus, and it's a blend of CBD and CBG, which is a mood-enhancing hemp-derived ingredient. They have seven clinically studied ingredients with the world's best adaptogens to deliver results that seep in and you can feel immediately. And it's true, and it tastes good. And I have really, really enjoyed it because you use it with intention. And you know, I'm big on intention too. So the supplement empowers and supports your mind and body to feel better and be better and just achieve new levels of productivity, which is what we're all about here. And then of course, they've got a sleep supplement too, which is called Dream Plus, which they sent me. And I have loved that as well. And I'm very, very picky about anything with sleep because you don't want to have anything you have to rely on. This is more of an aid and a supplement. It relaxes and calms the mind while helping you fall asleep and stay asleep longer. It contains five clinically studied ingredients, CBD, CBN, and adaptogens that heal your body from the day while you sleep. So, so crucial and important. And guess what? If if you order and you're not happy with the results, they have a money back guarantee within 30 days you know, you know, when you hear that, that they stand behind their product. And I just love that so much. So if you're interested, which I highly recommend this, I don't talk about these things unless I recommend them use code Amy for 20% off Amy for 20% off your purchase and find out with no risk why I love sovereignty supplements so much. Um, Simply go to their website. It's sovereignty.com. C-O dot co S O V E R E I G N T Y dot co. And remember to use code Amy A M Y for 20% off your first order. I love it. Thanks, Sovereignty. I'm just thrilled that you're here. And um thank you. I'm so happy that you showed up in my field of vision. And here
1: you are. I know. I feel like we know so many of the same people and I wish I, I wish I could come down to Austin. We're actually getting married in Austin in October. So I was like, maybe I should just do it the week of the wedding. I was like, oh, that's probably the worst idea ever. <laughs>
0: that's not overbooking or anything. No. Yeah,
1: no. I'll just like come in my dress like, hey, let's do a podcast. <laughs>
0: actually, that would be really amazing.
1: <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> that you're, might be a first. <laughs> you're getting
0: married here. Oh my God, that's yeah.
1: badass. Why? Yeah, my fiance is from Graham, Texas, which is like four hours from Austin. And then he lived in Austin for 10 years. So... Um, His grandfather's really old and he loves Austin. So it just kind of made sense for all the reasons.
0: And that's a good destination wedding to get down here. Oh, congrats. I'm so happy for you. Y'all, y'all's relationships, very inspiring and interesting. You know, I just, um, I've followed some of it. We're already, we're recording, right? We're going. Um, I've been following some of it online and, uh, and it just looks like, it looks like just true transparency and honesty. And thank you. Yeah. Well, I know it takes work. I'm twice divorced. And so, yeah. So, you know, (laughs) I do know, I know quite a bit more than I want to know. No, not really. But, um, but I'm not sure where to start. I think, you know, I just want to say welcome to like, thank you so much for showing up. I'm really stoked that you're
1: here. Oh, me too. Thank you for having me. I, I love meeting new people that, you know, we share similar visions and really want to be of service to others. And I think it's so important to have these really raw, vulnerable conversations that you're having on your show. And I love being able to connect on such a deep level because I think, you know, the work that you do is, is giving people permission to further look into themselves and be honest with themselves and have lives that they really love and cherish and experience pleasure and all those things. So I'm so excited to chat with you. You know what? I can
0: say the exact same about you. And so we're very aligned on that. So thank you for what you said too. And I'm glad you brought up pleasure because that was the first thing that jumped out at me, you know, as we touched base before this. And um, you said allowing pleasure will give you financial and emotional abundance. Tell me more, like tell me your philosophy around that and your experience and just how this has come to be for you.
1: Yeah. You know, my background, I was a TV host for you know over 10 years and worked with the Lakers and Dodgers. And I had the big girl job and all the attention and I made a crap ton of money. And I was like, I made it and I'm 25 and getting these big paychecks. And I'm like, I'm the best. And then I realized I hated my life. I hated myself. I had no idea how I got there. And I was just living to please other people. And I was just in this constant spiral of I'm not enough. I interviewed Magic Johnson in a one on one, which was a huge situation for me in my career. And I remember waking up the next day thinking, okay, what's the next thing that I have to do? It was never enough, even reaching these pinnacle moments. And so when I left that career and I started my podcast and we started our production company, I started to see all of these patterns popping up of not enough and grinding and working really hard and then not having fun. Like I had no fun because I was just constantly working and trying to be the best. And for me, when I started tapping into sexuality and pleasure, What happened is that I just fucking opened up like my whole body blew open and I started to see what could happen if I was in allowance, if I was receiving, if I was inviting pleasure in and if I released the control and this need to micromanage every part of my life, whether it was my relationship, my career, any of it. And I started to see more clients pouring in and things happening more organically and making more money and not having to work and try, but really just embodying the flow and receiving and allowing that energy to attract so much more. And, you know, I sound probably super woo-woo to most people. I don't believe that we just like sit here and like what we want comes to us. I believe that we have to take aligned action. But really when you're in a space of pleasure and receiving so much of what you're doing in the masculine, is aligned is on purpose and is meant for you and so that flow of the give and take and making more money and receiving abundance in every part of your life is a lot more natural what did your
0: like sexual and pleasure mm, status i guess for lack of a
1: better word what was that like before i like to say i had a stick up my ass how'd that look and not what the kind was that, that like, you like, <laughs> and what you... I said, and not the kind that you wanted. <laughs> um, it was very rigid. Like I believed that I was a vessel for men's pleasure Oof. and I did not care about my own orgasms because I didn't know you were allowed to, I didn't know that you could ask for what you wanted. I didn't know that you could like sit on top of a guy and touch yourself at the same time. And then that's Okay. It was very boring and very vanilla and like performance based almost too, so right? Performance based, mm-hmm. yes. I'm glad you bring that up because I think so many women specifically think I have to put on a show and like be this person. And I remember I was on a podcast yesterday and my girlfriend was saying how she used to wake up in the middle of the night and put on her makeup so that her boyfriend <gasps> would think she just always looked like this. Holy yeah. shit. And I feel like that's probably more common than we realize. I've never personally done that, but I've done it in different ways mm-hmm. and tried to show up a certain way and prove that I'm you know, pretty enough and I'm this and look at me, I can be exactly what you want. But I never cared about what I wanted. I never leaned into my own desires. I didn't even allow myself to think about it.
0: So it's really about like getting really in touch with yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I think that that is like the deeper underlying thing, whether it's sexual or whatever it is.
1: I agree. I think that it's not even about sexuality or sex. It's about intimacy. It's about intimacy with yourself. And it's about intimacy with others. And I learned a lot of this this year um, and the last year really of connecting with my girlfriends over Zoom. We have this Tuesday night weekly sisterhood call and there's 12 of us. And we've been doing this every week since last March. And then we went to Tulum together for a week, a month ago. And the amount of intimacy that I feel with these women without any sexual energy involved is something I've never felt before. And my cup is so full because whether it's talking and having really, really vulnerable conversations about the really, the hardest things that we're going through in life or the best moments in life, or walking around to loom holding hands or snuggling with your girlfriends, that is the kind of intimacy that I think so many of us are missing. And so we look for others to fill us up and we use sex to be the vessel in order to do that when I really believe it's so far beyond that sex is great, orgasms are great, but it's really about intimacy. And the more we can allow other people to see us and the more we are willing to see ourselves.
0: Oh, absolutely. And gosh, you know, it just brought up something in me when you mentioned that you have that call with your friends. What a beautiful thing. Like it made me think like I got, I had, my mind just went a little bit like, I need to do that. Oh my God, what a beautiful connection. Because I know part of, you know, your message is about healing those relationships with women. And I did a podcast recently about this with two women who had had a lot going on between them. And, um, it's such a, important topic because I feel like it's disregarded so much. And even with the sexuality, because there's that competition or there's that not enoughness, or I need to be betterness, you know, and that can strain those relationships. How have you seen the healing in your own life? Like what were your women relationships like? Like why, why is that one of your focuses?
1: Yeah. So for me, I, um, I wasn't a great friend growing up. I was very competitive and there was a lot of jealousy. So I think a lot of women experience this, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school. And for me, I wasn't I was very judgmental. I was kind of bratty and i would tell people what to do i was like the teacher's pet and i would you know be in charge in the class and i also got straight a's and i was an incredible athlete and i'm on the cover of volleyball magazine and the top recruit in the country and so you kind of put all that together and it's not it's not really ideal for people to want to be friends with you (laughs) um and even in high school, I had girls telling me I should kill myself and, you know, girls egging my house and turning off the power to our house and just a lot of really nasty stuff. And then when I worked in television, it was older women who were upset that I was like the new young girl and they were bullying me, trying to get me fired, a lot of that. And it's really normal. It's very normalized in that industry, especially because there's very few spots for women. And so we believe and we're, you know, continue to have it ingrained in us our whole lives that, you no, know, you have to be better than her. It can't be like, let's all work together and help each other. It's no, you got to cut her down as much as possible and be better. And I had that ingrained in me in volleyball as well. And so when I was working in, in sports and I saw how many men I was around, I just started to realize I didn't have a lot of female friendships. And I started to notice how toxic my environment was in that like really heavy masculine energy, very performative in my job. And I I started to think about how I wanted to live my life and what kind of relationships I wanted to have. And I made a really conscious effort when I was in television to start taking younger women under my wing and showing them the ropes and really helping them because I had a few women do that for me and it changed my life because it showed me what was possible. And I realized that it's up to us to change the paradigm and the conversation around supporting women. So that was a huge first step for me. And then when I left my career, I just really wanted to cultivate a strong female community. So I, I just started reaching out to my friends and being introduced to their friends And I created this really beautiful circle of women. And then, when we moved from LA to Denver a year and a half ago, I went on Instagram and I became a stalker. And I found all the girls here that I wanted to connect with. And I just DM'd them and I said, Hey, I'm moving to town. I don't know anyone here. Can we get coffee? And I have some of my most incredible friends <laughs> now because of that. Yeah. It's wild. And so it's just, it's I think so it vulnerable too. You know, it's so just like vulnerable. you put yourself oh. out
0: there and yeah, I applaud so I was, that
1: like way to go. You. Yeah. Yeah. I was so scared. I mean, I have definite fear of rejection and people not liking me. And so I was really nervous to do that. That's why I didn't do it my whole life. And I'm so glad I did because I am surrounded by the most incredible women that there are i mean i am just constantly amazed by these people the way they show up for me i had a really hard year last year my mom died and our puppy died in an accident and so i was just in constant shambles for about a year and i just i would show up to these zoom calls and the girls wouldn't even need to talk they would let me cry on a call for 20 minutes and they would just sit there and hold me and i'm like that is the power of sisterhood i don't need you to tell me anything you can't fix this for me but the way they showed up and made me a priority when things were really hard and just held me, I've never felt so seen and so loved. And so I really I want that for everyone because I know it's possible.
0: Yeah, intimacy has been a big one for me, and I want to like circle back to that in a second. But um, I wanted to kind of tack onto what you were saying about the women that were bullying or the women that were saying those other things. One thing that I've like just been leaning really hard into is reframing those two as such a gift. Like, yes, the ones that are inspiring and show us who we want to be. And then you're able to pay that forward. And I've, I've done that in my own life. And I've been like, that's how I want to be. But um, just using those other ones is like a really beautiful gift to say, thank you, because now I know how that feels and who I don't want to be, you know, mm-hmm. or who yeah. I do want to be in a relation. You get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I totally agree, and I think what it also has taught me is to have compassion. And I see, you know, it's easier for me to see now at 33 and be able to zoom out and have perspective than when I was, you know, seven and 13 and 21. I see now that we are all struggling in some way. We all have our own insecurities. I get triggered by women all the time. I think, oh, she's more successful than me, or oh, she has a cooler podcast studio than me. Whatever it is, you name it, it comes up, and so. I realize that if I'm struggling with this and there are things that pop up for me, what about everyone else I'm surrounded by? And so if we can have compassion for them and understand, we're all just doing our best and we're all learning. And as women, I really believe we're all mirrors for one another to be our best selves and to understand how connected we are. This separation idea that was created however long ago and that you're you and I'm me and we need to compete that's just not true. And so if we can come back to that and realize that the more I grow and the more I become confident in myself, and I hope that that affects you and your energy and you can be confident in you. And it's this trickle effect to everyone in our community. And then it continues to allow us to grow. It does. And it, it also like
0: the old way, the competition and all that feeds into this idea that it's a zero sum game, you know, that there's only so much to go around, which is a fallacy. Or at least I choose to believe it's a fucking fallacy, <laughs> right? And um, how are you seeing the abundance change in your life since these shifts, not only with friendships, maybe, but with more tangible things like your podcast or your finance finances. Uh, finances have been a big one for me. So I guess I'm curious about that.
1: Yeah. You know, for me, it's really about the not micromanaging and not controlling things and I realized that when I shifted my energy within myself and I changed the lens through which I was viewing my life and my experiences, everything around me changed. I mean, I'm sure you believe this too. Our our environment is a direct reflection of what's happening internally. And so if I'm chaotic and all over the place and in scarcity, what the fuck is my life going to look like? Mm -hmm. And so I started to come at it through the lens of, I am creating abundant friendships, company, you know, team, all these things. I am creating that from a place of flow and allowance and inviting it in. And I don't have to work hard or try to be something so that people like me or want me or decide to work with me. And when I started to release those controls and those reins, I started to see the right people coming into my life. And I wasn't even seeking them out. I was joking with my girlfriend this morning. We got a new client for a production company. I literally got this client in my pajamas last night Thinking, oh, this person just wants to chat, like see what I can help them with. And immediately within 10 minutes of the conversation, she goes, okay, when can I start? I want to start in July. Let's go, (laughs) let's do the thing. And I'm just sitting here thinking I'm in my freaking pajamas at 6.30 on a Tuesday. I never take calls this late. And I have clients coming to us in a way that wasn't happening in the beginning, because I was forcing and I was trying and I was making things happen. And I wanted you to think that I was worthy of you working with me. And I realized I didn't have to hold on to those beliefs anymore. And I changed the lens and everything just flows. Do you still fall back into like the hustle mentality sometimes? And what do you do when you do? Sometimes I do. um, And I'm able to really have awareness around it. So if I notice that my calendar is getting super full and all of a sudden I'm in back to back meetings and I'm not eating lunch and I'm exhausted at the end of the day, I call myself out. I really believe in radical responsibility and honesty with ourselves. And I'm like, hey, what are you trying to prove right now? What is it that's going on? Why are you going back into these old patterns? And I ask myself, literally in my head, these questions. And usually it's, I'm not taking care of myself. And so I go into doing, if I'm taking baths or I'm going on walks or I'm working out and I'm spending time with girlfriends, I feel super whole and complete. And I don't feel like I have to go hustle to make something happen and make myself feel good. And so I just immediately shift and I'm like, okay, this afternoon, taking the dogs to the park, not taking meetings. And that's that.
0: I'm like swept away by radical responsibility and honesty (laughs) with ourselves. I'm way into that. Like, I just think we have this responsibility mm, to God, to ourselves, but God is within us. So it is to ourselves, you know, that uh, to be our best self, like, and that's pretty radical. Good life clothing speaks to how we dress now. Because while we might not be dressing up, we still want to dress well. Good Life is American made from the finest, highest quality materials, and their core collection of premium essentials keeps you looking good and feeling great. And I know because I actually wear it. Good Life just opened a new store right here in Austin in the domain Northside. And you can stop by that Austin location and get 20% off your entire purchase with my code AMY20. That's A M Y 20. And guess what? It's also valid on your entire purchase online at goodlifeclothing.com. Again, that code is Amy20, A-M-Y 20. And it's good here in Austin or at goodlifeclothing.com. Elevate your game with good life. How how do you come to that? I like that. What does your radical honesty look like? Like what's your practices around that? Like what do you do every day?
1: I, I ask myself better questions. Because here's the thing. ooh, good answer.
0: I like Thanks. that. Ask yourself better questions. So, what are you asking yourself right now?
1: Well, I'll just give you context. Okay. I used to lie. To, I used to lie to myself a lot. I okay. To... what Would that look like? I mean, even in my career in television, I'm like, I love this. This is my dream job. No, I loved people telling me I was amazing because I didn't like myself and I hated my body. So I wanted people to compliment me on how skinny I was or how good my legs were, whatever it was. And in reality, I was miserable on the inside. I was miserable. And I would not admit that to myself because I was so obsessed with people approving of me. Whoa. That is a lie. That is a 10, 12 year lie that I told myself. And when I finally... Got so sick in my job that I was sleeping 16 hours a day. And I had just gone through a whole sexual assault situation. And my body was like, we can't live like this anymore. I asked myself, what is it that you want? How do you want to be spending your time? And that's when I left my job and I started the podcast because to me, what I wanted to do was help women heal. I had had chronic illness for 15 years. I didn't want to talk about home runs anymore. I literally did not care, <laughs> even though I told myself every day that this was like the dream job. I didn't
0: care. I wanted there'll to- There'll be another fucking, there'll be another fucking home run tomorrow. It's was like- Exactly. <laughs> what
1: are we even talking about right
0: now? Um, Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, it's okay.
1: It's, it's it's so true though. Oh my God. which um, what really- I really just wanted to be of service to women. I wanted to create community. I wanted women to not feel isolated. And I wanted them to have a safe space where they could have conversations and resources to help them live their best life. Because I hadn't been living my best life. I struggled for way too long. I ignored all the red flags. I didn't know where to look. I didn't know what was available to me. And I wanted to make sure that no woman ever had to live like that.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, that's beautiful. What was the chronic illness? And was that, that was, I'm sure related to all this pent up, you know, truth that you were ignoring. What was that?
1: Yeah. So when I was at USC playing volleyball between my sophomore and junior year, I got really sick. So my left leg gave out, it was dragging behind me. I couldn't stand up straight anymore. I had head to toe, really horrible pain. I couldn't see straight, which then, of course, all that led to depression and being suicidal. And um, it was wild because I went from being in the best shape of my life to all of a sudden one day, it was completely different. And we spent six months trying to figure out what was wrong, working with the best doctors in the world. No one could see anything on any tests. And so I finally saw a rheumatologist six months later and he told me I had fibromyalgia, which I don't know if you know much about fibromyalgia, but it's like this umbrella term. They usually give women who are in their forties, 50s, 60s, who they think are crazy and are like making up this pain or if they can't find something wrong with you, they say, Oh, it's fibromyalgia. It just kind of gives them an out and then it allows them to prescribe you medication. So at 19, I'm diagnosed with this thing. And, they basically all said, you're so young to have this. And I'm like, that's cause I don't have it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, spent the next, you know, 14 something years being really sick. And I tried everything. I was on nine different medications for about two years. Finally went off everything whole turkey after two years. Cause I thought I can't possibly live my life like this. I was hallucinating. I was suicidal. I felt like a psycho. Um, and I started working for ESPN and started my TV career. I'm like, I can't be on drugs while I'm on live television. So I started to look into holistic methods. And I was vegan. I was vegetarian. I stopped shrinking for a couple years. And then I found paleo when I was 24, 25. And that really made a huge difference with my inflammation. And then I started... You know, listening to podcasts a few years later. And I started realizing that there was things called functional medicine. And I started looking into spirituality and what is trauma and how is it stored in your body. And then I found these doctors in LA one's an Ayurvedic doctor and one's a functional medicine doctor. And I finally got properly di- diagnosed. I had been misdiagnosed this whole time. Um, I actually had Epstein Barr virus that had been activated in my system almost that entire 15 years. I had chronic fatigue syndrome. I had SIBO. I had leaky gut and I have the MTHFR genetic mutation. So I don't detox. And so after getting diagnosed, we went through this whole protocol. I was doing Ayurvedic medicine, karmas, all these things. And I was fine in a year and a half. And I've never had a symptom again since. And during that time, I started seeing shamans. And I started doing plant medicine. And I started really working with the mind-body connection and noticing how a lot of trauma in childhood um, and things in my work environment and just the toxicity I was constantly around was literally making me ill. And I really believe that I was sick so much because my body was trying to show me how I was living for everyone else. And it was finally when I made choices to choose myself and to put myself first, that I was fine. I was never sick again. The healing just came. Yeah.
0: What's your plant medicine journey been like?
1: Uh, it's been amazing. So yeah. I started with ayahuasca. Um I did a few weekends of that uh in Santa Cruz and then in Costa Rica at Soltara. I haven't been
0: and... to Soltara. I really want to go. I think I have an opportunity to go coming up. So,
1: yeah. I have a lot of friends yeah, the, that have been. Yeah, the Austin community is hard at Soltara. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's but it's worth it. I mean, I can't say about all the retreat centers, but if I could recommend something, it's it's the best. They do it so beautifully. Um and for me it was Plant medicine, whether it's ayahuasca or psilocybin is really just about coming back to myself mm. and relying on myself and trusting myself. And it helps me kind of put all the puzzle pieces together. You know, these parts of yourself that you don't understand. You're like, why do I act like that? Or why does that trigger me? Or I don't get it. And then I'm in ceremony and I just start to see all these things kind of fall into place. I'm like, oh, this makes so much more sense now. And It really helps me get rid of doubt and it clears my channel and I feel so much more connected to myself and I feel so much more open. And I understand things like the oneness we are talking about in, in feminine energy and women being connected and, you know, how we're all doing our best and we're really all on our own path and to release judgment and shame and and all these things that we're taught in our human experience. It really takes it to, it helps you transcend kind of this bullshit that we get ourselves into and it helps you see that there's something so much bigger happening and that you don't have to, um, succumb to your own lies and your own rules and beliefs that are are not really yours. It's just stuff that's been given to you and you get to co-create whatever you want your reality to be.
0: It helps you ask better
1: questions too.
0: I bet. Yes.
1: (laughs) 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 What questions are you asking yourself
0: right now? Like what's, what's transforming in your life right now? I'm sure losing your mom. I've lost my mom too. my condolences, my deep condolences. I've lost both my parents and, uh, I know how jarring that is until you go through it. You really don't know. And, um, and it just throws your life into a way different way of being. And so I'm sure that's been, um, highly transformative for you. And what are you seeing right now?
1: Yeah. My life is changing a lot right now. You're catching me at a very interesting time. Ooh, cool.
0: Yay. Tell me all about it, please. Yeah.
1: So I'll start with um, losing my mom was really interesting. We had a very codependent relationship and pretty toxic near the end. She was really angry with me when she died. and Oh my God. Really? Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, that, that sounds like a tough thing to deal with. Yeah, you know? it
1: was. And I'm also really grateful for the way everything kind of happened. I was there with her. I was in bed with her holding her when she passed away and was there you know, for the six weeks prior with my brother. And we were really present and, and did our best to be there for her. But my mom and I just didn't really understand each other in a lot of ways in this experience. And she created a very codependent relationship with us when I was really little. And I see now it took her dying for me to really see this, but I see that it was her way of receiving love. And I didn't know my whole life that she was a narcissist. And I was in therapy after she had passed away and explaining all these situations from my entire life to my therapist. And she goes, well, you know, a narcissist, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, (laughs) Anna, can we go back for a second? What did you just say? And she said, well, your mom's a narcissist. You knew that. And I said, no, no one has ever told me that. And so we talk through narcissistic personality disorder and all these different traits. And my mom hits everyone to a T. And so I just started to see my whole life kind of flash before my eyes and everything started to make sense. I thought, oh my God, I get it. Like I was so reliant on her. I didn't trust myself. She made so many decisions for me in every part of my life. And it was around 27 that I started to pull away because I realized this, this isn't healthy. I need to start asking myself these questions, not her. And that's when our relationship started to sever because she needed me to need her so badly. And she lived vicariously through me. And so much of my people pleasing was to please her. And so I didn't see any of this until she passed away. And I just, I started to see how she was this really wounded child inside. She had a super abusive dad. My grandmother who passed away like 12 years ago, she was very soft and kind of weak and everyone walked all over her. And so my mom kind of stepped into that very masculine, aggressive role. So she was very angry um, and intense and judgmental and harsh And I realized now that she was protecting herself because she had to do that starting at seven years old because my grandfather was so abusive and she didn't have the tools and resources to work through this. Wow. And I do. And so I kind of saw after she died, like I saw my mom and me as almost like a split version of the same soul where in her life. Her experience was that she didn't have tools and resources to make change or new choices for herself, but that she gave me a life where I did. And so I got to make the choices and have the life that she didn't have access to. And she provided that for me. And so it was so hard and also so beautiful at the same time as she you know, crossed over. And we have such a different relationship now that you know, she's in the ethereal and I talk to her every day and we've had so many conversations around this. And she came to me and apologized. She acknowledged everything that she had done. And she said, I finally understand you. And I said, I finally understand you. Whoa. Yeah. Kelly,
0: what a gift. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Did you ever doubt that it was her? Did you know, like without a shadow of a doubt, that she was communicating with you? How, how yes. did that
1: go? Yeah, I knew. So I have a really amazing friend. Um, she, her name's Emily. She's a medium. And she was super supportive as my mom was like nearing the end and I was talking to her and I was just asking her questions, asking Emily questions around how I could support my mom in her transition and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I felt my mom talking to me from the other side before she'd even died. And so I knew that even wow. in her anger in her human body her spirit was already kind of half crossed over and like aware of what was going on. And so we were having communication, you know, very high level, which was super supportive because it let me not take things as personally. Um, But I, so I have been able to hear, like, I hear spirits talk to me um, very clearly. And my grandmother has been one who's talked to me for years now, but I've never been able to see like physically see. And so I was laying with my mom in bed um, the morning that she passed away. She passed away around one o'clock and it was like 10, 30, 11 in the morning. And I was laying with her and all of a sudden I look over in the corner and I saw my grandmother who passed away, her mom, standing with my mom. And I said, why are you in the corner? (laughs) And she said, I need to watch this. I need to see this all happen. And I said, okay, And she stood there with my grandmother, her soul for the next couple hours until she passed away. And then she was gone. And I felt my grandmother take her for a couple hours. Yes. She watched everything go on. She watched my cousin come in, who she was super close with. She watched us hold her. She watched all this love pour in. And and then she was done. And it was like she's gone. And I knew that she was supported in crossing over and that that was it and that she was ready. Yeah, whoa,
0: that's incredible. And then, so the medium friend helps you with these messages from your mom, or do you feel like they just come to you and you know they're there?
1: Now I'm just in conversation with her all the time. Like I can wow. call her at any moment. I also, so I can. I don't know what all these like abilities are called. Clairvoyant. clairvoyant there's clairvoyant, like
0: clairaudial, and there's like yeah. one for each sense. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: mm-hmm. I can. So I can now hear feel and see. So I feel when spirits are near me. Um, I hear always in my right ear. I feel them touching me. My mom and my grandmother touch me a lot, Um, usually on my right shoulder or on the back of my neck. Um, And it's a very like, I am here. I am holding you. Um, Why the right side? Why the right side, do you think? I don't know. It's always been the right side. I've only heard one time on the left side. Every time. (laughs) That's wild. Mm Mm-hmm yeah I don't know why it's huh. so interesting yeah um, but now it's it's really easy for me i just i ask my mom questions um I ask her guidance, you know she comes in if I'm having a hard time, so I have this really that's funny, her
0: dream right there it is. helping you
1: yes, <laughs> that's what she is. wanted to do. Uh, I know she's doing it without all this like human crap and like self-protection because she's so safe and held now. Oh my God. That kind I of, had, that got me. Oh, yeah. isn't it funny
0: how things come full circle?
1: Oh, I know. Hmm.
0: Oh, that's really beautiful. Yeah. I, I think I really wanted to ask about that just because I've been kind of tuned into my parents lately and just we're just trying to be more tuned in. And I feel like we go through phases a little bit where we are and aren't. And it's been, my mom's been passed for 16 years this year. And so, um, so I think that sometimes I let it get a little out of touch, you know? So I'm really glad to talk to you about this because I don't want to feel like that. Like in my meditations, I'll feel like uh, my parents are there. I'll feel that presence, but not anything as concrete as hearing. And I, I think that we can get more open to that. And you seem to be cultivating that, you know, within yourself.
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought that it was really weird in the beginning and I thought I have to be making this up. Like there's no way. And then things just started happening that I couldn't really explain, and then I would hear something or feel something. And I would talk to one of my friends like Emily. And I have a few other friends who are very gifted and connected. And then they would affirm it. And whether they would ask you know, my mom a question or my grandmother, whatever it was. And I had these affirmations of what was happening within myself that I didn't really understand. And I started to realize, no, I'm really having these conversations. Like this is going on. Um, and I, our puppy passed away which really rocked our world. I mean, we, it was worse than a puppy,
0: a puppy. That was horrible. That sounds
1: Um, terrible. Yeah, it was. (laughs) And there I, he immediately started talking to me after. And I, I was like, okay, I'm open to this. I'm crushed. Like I'm barely functioning. I can't even walk and see straight. But if this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing. And one day, um, So my fiance Connor, uh, he has this, it's right in front of me. I can see it, but he has this little picture. And right after Remy died, he's, he's like scribbled this cute little picture, um, of Remy's face. And I was on a call with this woman who is a medium for pets. Like she specifically works with animals. She's incredible. And I'm talking to her and she goes, is there like a tiny little sketch on Connor's desk? (laughs) <laughs> and I said, well, um, what do you mean? And she goes, Remy keeps talking about this little picture of him that Connor drew of him. And he wants Connor to know that he he sees it and he loves it and he wants it to be displayed. It's very important to him. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me with this. That is wild. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just so much of those things where, I, I mean, what, I didn't post it on Instagram. No one could Google it. It's like right. a thing that only Connor and I know, and it's in our basement. And I have our puppy talking to this woman telling me, tell dad, I know that he drew a picture of me and make sure he displays it. Okay, this is what we're doing.
0: (laughs) You know what, I'm glad you brought this up. Because just like yesterday, I was I've been listening to this conversations with God. Have you ever listened to that? No, it's a trip, but it's like, it's all about like trusting what we're feeling really. And in relation to God living within us and everything, it's so good, but it's long as hell. But anyway, I I guess I was wondering about that and like this interconnectedness of our spirits, like we were talking about and our souls and the connection that we all have. But I was, I just found myself looking at my dog and I was kind of wondering like, where do animals fall on this? Like, are they part of this too? And I mean... sounds like
1: what do you think so i believe that remy is going to come back as a my human child really Um, yes it's like very clear to me that's the conversation we've had um and the medium actually said he was coming out to like test out our family because he's a very new soul and he hasn't been a human or like a, you know, on, on earth very much. And so he was testing out what it would like, what it would be like to be with our family um, because he's going to come back. And I had had that feeling so deeply before I talked to her, I'm like, Oh no, this is not the end for us. Like he's going to be my baby forever. And I've talked to a few people about this. Cause I was asking my girlfriend, I'm like, do are trees, Uh, Could they have been human in a past life? Is that soul going to go into a human and then go into a tree like they would a dog? Everyone I've talked to has, has said it's like a different consciousness when you start talking about plant energy versus in a human or in an animal. But that it's very common for a soul to choose to be a dog or to be a horse or to be a cat and to be a human. Because you're having this earth-like experience where you have emotions and you have connection, um, but you're just choosing a different body to be in.
0: That's so interesting. I know. <laughs> have you yeah. voiced this much about this being your child? I have not.
1: Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, I'm sure I, most people are like, okay, <laughs> I, uh, it's fine.
0: You know what? Why not? Like, why not? I mean, that's my attitude to a lot of things. Like, I'm like, we believe a lot of stuff, you know, as humans. So who are we to say it's not? And if you feel that in your heart, you're pretty fucking tuned in. Yeah. I I, I just,
1: (laughs) yeah. It's like this internal knowing and It's still so new for me. You know, I just got, I even just got into personal development like three years ago. And so I still feel so new. I don't know what the words are for everything. That's why I have a podcast so I can ask people who are experts in all these things. I'm like, tell me everything you know. And it doesn't all land with me. Like astrology makes no sense to me. But all I know is I have this internal compass and this knowing and I. Every time I follow it and every time I listen, I am guided to something so beautiful and I feel so aligned and it feels so expansive to me when I don't listen. And when I doubt myself or when I think, oh, people are going to think I'm crazy. That's when shit gets chaotic and it feels you know, out of control and it's not, it doesn't just doesn't feel right. I love that. But I really
0: like that you don't know all the words and that, you know what, because that resonates with just everybody. You know, sometimes I listen to these things and it's just too, it's too, a little far gone for me. And I'm like, I can't, uh, that's too many words. And I don't know what you just said, <laughs> you know, put it into like dumb it down for me a little bit, put it in some layman's terms. And, um, and so I, I think that's actually a really good quality, you know, um, because it just keeps you relatable. And so I think that's a beautiful thing. And, um, I, I mean you sound real fucking advanced to me like <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> but I don't I don't know how long I've been at it you know either so I I understand where you're coming from in that and it but it is all just about this learning journey you know that we're on and just um finding ourselves through that and you're showing up and doing the work and Thank who ca- ah, who cares if we sound crazy
1: who cares And I'm sure you probably feel this way too. I feel this about my podcast and the work that I do. I feel like I'm a bridge. I'm a bridge to other information, to resources, to having conversations that are different, but I don't necessarily, I don't feel like I am an expert in a lot of these things. I am like a bridge for people to have access to it by facilitating these conversations and being open to whatever it is that comes to me. Sense It does. It makes total
0: sense. And I totally get what you're saying, but I think that you are more than that because you're also showing the destination across the bridge. Like you're showing, um, here's what happens when you use your voice authentically, you know, here's what happens when you tap in. You know, that's where the magic lies. And so you can do it too, because I'm sitting here doing it right now. You're you, mm-hmm. I meaning you. Um, and I think that that's really, really badass. Um you. yeah, you're so welcome. And um and w- so y- you said I caught you at such a transformative time. What else is happening?
1: Yeah. So I just got engaged two weeks ago. Oh, it just
0: happened. Mm -hmm. Oh shit. I missed that on your social media. Congratulations. Uh, So the planning in the Austin wedding is new. Oh yeah. Ah.
1: We're we're knee deep in all the things. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we got engaged and then four hours before we got engaged, we found our dream home. So we're moving into that on Monday. Oh my God. I know. Was the engagement a surprise? So surprising. I mean, you know, here's the thing about me. I feel like I kind of have tabs on what Connor's up to and little things that he thinks he's hiding from me that are surprises. And I'm like, I totally know what this guy's going to do. Right. Mm -hmm. He just shocked the shit out of me. I did not see this coming at all. He had been working on designing this ring for months. He had a bunch of our friends and his whole family in on it. He got my brother and his wife in on it. I mean, it was just a whole thing. And we're in Kauai on vacation and it's the night before our last day. And he, he and my brother, um, take us out to this area and I'm just like jumping in the water, walking on the rocks, have no idea. And all of a sudden he whips this ring out and puts it in front of my face. <laughs> I just shell shocked and I couldn't even move and I didn't say yes for a long time. He finally was like, I just kept kissing him and saying, I love you. And he <laughs> said, you never said yes. And I was like, yes. Um, but it was so cute because I'm such a, I have been such a control freak. And I always thought, oh, I'm going to know when it's going to happen. It's going to be great because you know, I'm going to like put on a show and do a thing. And I didn't do any of that. It was so genuine to the moment. And I was so surprised. And I love that. I love that he was able to do that.
0: That's impressive. I feel pretty tapped into my boyfriend. Like I would feel like I, oh, I'd see it coming or something like that, you know? Uh, That's beautiful. Well, these are big, very positive transformations.
1: They are. And I think, you know, the interesting thing too, I, uh, I said a couple of weeks ago, I'm in this mastermind that just ended, but we were all sharing what's something you really want and something you don't want. And I said, I just don't want to have a podcast, which was such a big thing for me to say. I run a podcast production company. And verbalizing that almost set me free from what my expectations were of having a show and how it needed to look. And I've been doing this for three years. And I think I got to a point where I started to feel tethered to ideals and expectations. And I no longer felt free in my own show. And what it has allowed for me to look at, not only within my own show, but in our running our company and the shows that we're bringing on and how I'm living my life is that I don't have to keep playing by the same rules. I get to evolve. So if I want my show to evolve, if I want my conversations to look different, if I want to talk about different things, I get to do that. And this old version of me has always been like, well, this is what you committed to. And this is how is how it has to be. And I'm starting to see that I get to create my reality. And if that reality looks different within the show or however it is, then that's okay, and so I think just giving myself permission to evolve and to change is really big right now because I feel like something different is coming forward, and I don't know what that is. But I feel like with moving, we're moving into the mountains, um, thirty minutes outside of the city. Uh, we have you know three point three acres with just space and being in nature, and that's such a different experience than I've ever had. I was in LA for fifteen years and just listening to traffic and go go go, and so I'm just so curious about what this next iteration looks like of getting married, living in the mountains. um, And we're going to try and start getting pregnant at the beginning of next year. With
0: Remy. Remy Jr. Yes, (laughs) senior. Remy Remy Mm -hmm. Jr.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's a really interesting time. And I usually want to have all the answers and know all the things. And I, I'm just in this place of surrender. And I, I keep feeling like there's more awareness and knowledge coming in. The more I stop asking. And I just am open.
0: And you're giving yourself permission to evolve because like yes. we can't really hold ourselves back even when we evolve into something we really wanted. Then you're able to say, oh, wait, now I get to grow out of this. I get to grow forward from this, which is really fucking cool, you know, and I'm glad you mentioned the word surrender because I got that from you. Um as you said, you know, you were talking about Remy and you were like, this is what we're doing now. Okay. You know, that's, that's part of that surrender. Like this is what we're doing now. What were the, what are the specific, um, expectations? What other word did you use? You said expectations and, um, that you felt tethered to in this show.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's like the conversations I'm having or the people I'm talking to, or, you know, Playing the podcast game or I think I have to edit it this way and put it out like this and the consistency. I've been really struggling with consistency. Um, it's so funny because you know we tell our clients put your show out every week and we do the show notes and like all the things and I'm over here and I didn't put a show out for a month because I needed space. I'm like I just can't do it. And so I'm putting six shows out in two and a half weeks and this is just what I'm doing and it's I think that I've been tied to structure. And I don't feel like I need structure moving forward in the way that it has looked. I feel like I have been very restrictive in the way I live my life. And even when I first started out in, you know, personal development and spirituality, it's like you wake up in the morning, you meditate, you journal, you pull a card, (laughs) you say, you do these things and it feels so rigid. I just don't feel like I need to be so rigid anymore. So feeling like I'm listening to myself and whatever I feel called to do and not questioning things and not doubting and just allowing things to flow more in whatever way that looks.
0: I wonder if this is like a trend. I totally am with you on this because I have felt like I have evolved into this other place of just like allowing more flow and less like do, 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 like everything you just said. And it's weird. I'll kind of go back and forth with it, you know, and I'll have days where I'm like, ah, I want to get back on track and just do these things, but. maybe it's a matter of building those habits until you're strong enough to where you can allow that flow.
1: Mm -hmm. What do you think of that? Yeah. And like being comfortable in the space and the void. I've never been comfortable in the void. I've always had to fill it with stuff because it makes me feel okay and safe. And now I think I've created this level of safety and a foundation of that. So I don't feel like I'm constantly having to fill and do because I realize that that actually doesn't help me. It kind of, it keeps me from hearing and having access to myself and my own desires.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering if this phase is like a product of that, you know, totally. I think, I think it might be that just, that makes sense since you're saying the same thing as I've felt. So, um, yeah, really cool. Um, well we're, we've got, you know, a few more minutes and I, we didn't, touch base before we started recording, but I always at the end um, or toward the end, I like to just open the floor to you and just give you a chance to say anything that you want to reiterate or that calls to your heart or that you really, really wanted to touch on um, today. And I'm just wondering what comes up for you that you really want to touch on before we go today.
1: Yeah, thank you. I think the biggest thing that's been coming up for me lately and I talk a lot about this. I have a monthly community and we sit in circle together and we talked a lot about this the other day and I just realized how prevalent it is is that we are creating our reality. So we get to choose what we see and how we experience the world and ourselves. And I think so often we don't even realize we have the ability to be in choice because no one taught us that growing up. And so for me an example of that is I have this deep abandonment wound that I've worked through for a long time. But I saw the world through abandonment in my relationships, uh, whether it's with my parents or with my partners or with friends. And because I saw the world that way, that's what my experience was. It was like, oh, well, I'm going to leave them before they have an opportunity to leave me. And so I'd always be running away. And that's how I kept myself safe. And early this year, I had this realization when I was on a call with my therapist And I thought, well, what if I change the lens through which I am experiencing the world? What if I didn't see it through abandonment? And I made a choice that day to no longer see abandonment as something that was running my life. And so I don't experience abandonment anymore. And it's crazy that in the blink of an eye, I could change that energy and my whole life in one choice. That's like the deepest thing that I always come back to. It's my not enoughness. It's you don't bring value to things. People aren't going to like you. They're going to leave you. And when I let that go, I just started to see things differently. And I started to relate to people and myself differently. And I saw how we're all on our own path and our own journey. And if Connor left me tomorrow, then there's something bigger going on. And maybe he was meant to be with me for this time. And then he was meant to move on. And I meant to find someone else. I can't hold on to something And think that that means it's mine forever and I own it. My therapist said to me, she said, so often we're holding on to things when we don't even realize that the universe and God have a bigger plan for us. And we can't see that because we're so stuck in our restricted visibility and lens of what's going on. And I was like, yes. I release this need to see the world this way and I am open to having these experiences and letting go of owning things people experiences relationships so that I can expand into whatever is meant to come to me.
0: Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, hell yeah. And let me just like add on to that that like I feel like so many times this is in the conversation. you're creating your own reality. How does that look? Can you reframe? and um, I just wanted to like tell people, you know, listen to you. listen to this. listen to what you just said because we're getting these and I'm talking to myself kind of here too, like we're getting these messages all the time. Are we gonna listen? Are we going to actually allow it and listen? Like you listened to your therapist in that moment. You were open to it right then. And you listened and you allowed that. And you were like, I can let go. I can have the security in myself. And I just, I guess I just feel like we're constantly getting these messages. Like, let's all tune
1: in. Let's elevate, you know? Yeah. I love that so much. It's, it's our opportunity to take responsibility for our own lives and experiences. No one else is going to do it for us. And if we want to have a different experience, it's up to us to make that choice and change.
0: Radical responsibility. Yes. Ma'am. There it is, which I absolutely <laughs> love. Um, thank you so much, Kelly. Your candidness is so beautiful and your openness and that that permission that you give yourself to have the pleasure and to really allow yourself to flow and change because especially like when we're young women, you know, you can get very tied into expectations. And I know that, that, um, my mother's death was extremely liberating for me, which is probably a strange thing to say when I tell people that, but it is liberating. And, you know, just you being able to flow with the, uh, let go of the expectations or whatever's happening. Sometimes, you know, it's the death of a parent that can free us up in those instances. Have
1: you felt like that? Would you call it that? That is the exact word I would use. And I'm so glad you say that because I think it gives other people permission to admit that. I think we feel very chained by our parents, by their own experiences, by their stories. And there is a sense of freedom when they're no longer either physically here or in our lives, where we can finally tune into ourselves and live for ourselves. But there's such shame around saying something like what you just said. Like We're not allowed to feel that. And I believe that we have every right to feel that. And I really, really believe that on the other side they want us to acknowledge that within ourselves because they're free and liberated now as well they're not tied to their own egos and trauma and all the things that they then projected onto us it's it's every step of the way we're all liberating ourselves and then liberating each other because of it
0: yes and i mean i have two daughters so i'm extremely conscious of that and i'm like Ugh, you know i don't i don't want them to feel you know, tethered to use your word, like, or just like bound by the expectations that I have in them. And I want to live my life according to that. And it's just, it's just a constant like dance to really allow that. Good luck on this podcast thing. That's really cool. I think that's, that's a great thing to model to people too, is just free yourself up a little bit and listen to your intuition and your knowing and your heart.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for having me. This has been an amazing conversation. I appreciate
0: it. I'm you. so glad because I know you have a lot of conversations. And so I, uh, it was super special to me and I uh, am very inspired by you and thank you for sharing your voice and all that you're doing in the world and putting out there to elevate all of us. Cause it's really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And you're Thanks in, much. you're in Denver, right? Yes. I'm coming out there. I'm coming oh my out my in goodness. August. Yes, for a weekend. I'm yes. going to see two Matt. Please connect. I would love to, and I'm going to see two just totally magic babes out there. And so now we have third, fourth. Now we have four magic babes. So, anyway, I hope to meet you in real life, and um, and just thank you again. And everyone can find you too. Let me reiterate. You mentioned your um, your production company, which is Soulfire Productions uh, Co. dot com. Correct. Yes. Yes, And then of course, people can find you at kellytennant.com. That's dot tcom And all these links will be in the show notes. And of course, in my newsletter as well. And it's also at Kelly M. Tenant. So I just wanted to share those. They'll be in the intro and the outro as well. So thank you, Kelly. Did I miss anything?
1: Uh, no, you killed it. Okay. You're a
0: boss lady. <laughs> as are you. It takes one to know one. So thank you again so much for being here today. Huge thanks to Kelly Tennant for showing up the way that she did today. And I mean, I think that's how she shows up in life. And that is so beautiful. I was so moved by so many things that she said. And so I hope you enjoyed it too. I'm sure you did. Remember that you can find her online at Kelly Tennant, Co tcom soulfireproductionsco.com, or on Instagram at Kelly M. Tennant. And we'll have all the links in the show notes and in my news letter which you can sign up for at amyedwards.com. Um I really really loved her willingness to surrender and and I just loved that phrase radical responsibility and honesty, honesty with ourselves. Like that's what I'm talking about. We have a radical responsibility to follow our fire and our hearts. And to get really honest, are you really happy with what you're doing right now? And if not, how can you ignite what you really want to do? How can you get more radically honest with yourself by asking the right questions, by asking deeper questions? I do this. I think I talked about it a while back. Like I did it with the when I was feeling a lot of anger when when Justin and I were going through this relationship thing. I felt a lot of anger, but I had to ask the question, what's underneath the anger? And it was sadness, grief. It was that, um, it was just, it was a lot deeper. There were other things going on. So rather than just sitting in something, can you go deeper? Can you ask yourself these questions? And you know what? Maybe, maybe you do feel liberated after a parent's death, you know? Yes, you're sad. Yes, it's hard. Of course it is. Yes, it's devastating in so many ways. But at the same time, do you feel more free? Can you ask and really get fucking honest with yourself? I think that's a really, really cool takeaway from this today is this radical responsibility and honest honesty with yourself. And what does that radical responsibility towards yourself look like? Does it look like going to your grave without doing what sets your fucking soul on fire? I don't think so at all. I don't think so. I think a radical responsibility to yourself. And I believe that we are all God. So it's responsibility to God. It's a responsibility to the universe, to life, to this life that we're blessed to live, to this air in our lungs. This responsibility is to live as our best selves. So keep rising higher, make progress on that. But you're here right now. So obviously, you're doing it. <laughs> you're listening to this, and that is fucking showing up. So, what are you going to do afterward? What are you going to take action on? Are you going to ask those questions and then take action? I hope so. I hope so. I am. I am. I'm working on taking action all the time and living that inspired way. And keeping tuned into what sets me on fire and these conversations do. And I'm so stoked to be able to uh, bring them to you guys and to have this badass team supporting what I feel called to do as my purpose. So, all right. Thank you so much. If you need more, remember, you can sign up for the newsletter and uh, follow me on social media. And, uh, I'm at real Amy Edwards. And again, thanks to our guest, Kelly Tennant. Thanks to hot Pie media for everything. Thank you, Sarah. And, um, and our whole team here and to you for showing up for yourself, step into that self love. And that means responsibility and honesty, and it feels really damn good. So let's keep working at it. And I just love you so much. If you feel like sharing this with a friend, please do rate, review, subscribe. Those things matter. Hit the five stars. Um, if you, if you were spoken to or something resonated with you in this episode, and I hope it did, and I would love to hear about it. So tell me, reach out, reach out if you can. And, um, I just wish you all the love and peace and abundance and health and wealth and joy and gifts and release and orgasms and all the rest of it to you until next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this show, please rate and review. It totally matters. And I encourage you to spread the love too and share this episode with a friend if you feel called. Find me and my newsletter. Sign up at amyedwards.com. And you can also connect with me on Instagram at Real Amy Edwards or in Clubhouse at Amy Edwards or write to me. It's amy at amyedwards.com.